Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be. Hi, Hi. folks. <laughs> and welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Again, I'm your host, Anthony. And I am Amy. And we are delighted to be with you. Yes, very much so. So once again, you're like, where you been? You guys have been awfully inconsistent. And that is true. It is. So this episode, we're going we're gonna to explain what's going on or what was going on. And then we already have next week's episode recorded mm-hmm. because as we record this today, it's Sunday, February 5th, 2023. Mm-hmm. And next week's recording is actually going to be from Sunday, November 13th, 2022. Correct. So you're like, what's the deal? So there's no easy way to wade into this. Not really. Not so at all. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you this. The morning of Sunday, I think it was Sunday. It was a Sunday. Sunday, November 13th. In my Bible reading, I was reading Psalm 46, and I was meditating on Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And I'll just read a little bit more of it. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, And the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. And I spent time just meditating on that, the first part of that, in verse 1 there, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And I was meditating and just thinking about how God is both our defense and our offense. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of that. He's our refuge. Mm-hmm. And our strength. Exactly. That's and true. In the providence and the wisdom of God, that verse became the verse that I hung on to as the day unfolded. On Sunday, November 13th, I got a call in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Now, my stepmother had been in the hospital, and we got a call that she had gone into cardiac arrest and was now on life support. And so typically with that, there was a few hours and they monitor things. And if she doesn't come out of it, if a person doesn't come out of the cardiac arrest, you know, from the the coma or whatever, Mm -hmm. that probably they're not going to. Right. Now, in the state of Delaware where she lived, I don't know if this is across the nation or what, but a person gets 20 minutes of resuscitation, and if they're not revived in 20 minutes, then they're declared dead. They call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call it. I got a call from my dad, who was 90, it was going to be 91 in three days, mm-hmm. just you know, frantic, upset that obviously that she'd gone into cardiac arrest. And, yeah, he couldn't even speak. Right. And so I was already making, you know, I, immediately I made plans to go back up there. I had just been up there in September. About six o'clock that evening, I get the the latest update from the family up there that she died. So, but then... While we were on the phone... While we were on the phone, my father 
goes into cardiac arrest. And now they got to try to revive him. And the short version of that is they got his heart beating again for like two minutes, but then he went into cardiac arrest again. And then he died. Mm-hmm. Again, they couldn't revive him. You know, there were these conversations back and forth on the phone, you know, where I talked to the ER doctor and they said, well, you know, we're trying, but how much do you want us to try? I said, well, he gets 20 minutes. So give him 20 minutes and do what you can. And at that point, treat it like your own family. If you really think if this was your loved one and that they're not going to be able to be revived. Okay. So, yeah. So on November 13th, I lost both my stepmother and my father. Within 20 minutes. Within about 20 minutes. So that's why I said, you know, in the Lord's kindness and mercy and providence, he gave me that verse to meditate on. And I, I wrote a note the day after in my Bible, and it says, eleven fourteen twenty two, in the providence and mercy of God, this is the verse, or this is the passage I read and meditated on yesterday some 12 hours before dad and Suzanne died. The Lord gave this to prepare me. It's now 8.30 a.m. the next day, and we're on Amtrak, just crossing into Virginia on our way up to Delaware. The Lord has certainly fulfilled his promises in this verse. So that's really what happened. He just kept fulfilling his promises. Even though there were... You know, I had to make this call of whether or not how much to revive him right. and all these, you know, just the whole situation. I mean, at the moment, it seemed like like everybody around me was going into cardiac arrest. It was the strangest feeling. I just kept thinking, oh, my goodness, like, are we all going to just start falling over in cardiac arrest? It, it was wild. Yeah. And the Lord answered prayer. In fact, I had booked the train for me. Then, lo and behold after dad died and then I had already had the, I, I booked the little roomette thing mm-hmm. for two. Well, the Lord knew why, because both of us would be going. Right. Amy was going to be coming with me. And I took the train because I just didn't want to drive. I had just made that drive from South Carolina to. Actually, it was about a month before. Delaware. Yeah, it, it was about a month before. It was before. Uh, during Hurricane Ian. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I didn't want to be driving up there with all that on my mind. And, and that, again, that was before dad died. So I don't want to make the whole episode about that. I just want to say that in the events that unfolded time and time and time again, the Lord was present in that dark trial. The whole week, it was just incredible how much the Lord answered each and every prayer and each and every need we had together as a couple individually all week every single one it it was just um amazing and comforting mhm everything from planning the funeral mhm go having to go to the the funeral home and and make the arrangements and 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 all of that to doing the funeral and and then dealing with what was left, which there was a lot. The aftermath was the aftermath, and, and what do you do with all their stuff? Mm-hmm. They didn't have wills, nothing so written down, no, nothing written down, nothing like that. Uh, so it was it was an ordeal. I'll just put it that way. And it was. 
But God, in his mercy, got us through it. But then, on top of that, you know, life doesn't stop. As you know, I'm still finishing this MBA program. Mm -hmm. So I was still doing two MBA classes that I had to wrap up. Per seven weeks. Yeah. So I had... Three weeks left? Three weeks left. I I was was pretty much in the middle of the term Mm -hmm. for for two difficult classes. Mm -hmm. uh, A marketing class and strategic management Mm -hmm. class with difficult professors, to say the least. So here I am. I I can't just say, hey, I'm not doing my classwork this week. I, I had to do it. So in the midst of that, anyway, the Lord provided. And he got me through the term. He got us to and from Delaware. He provided a rental car. We needed a one-way rental car mm-hmm. to go for, to drive back from Delaware to South Carolina. Because again, now I've got a car full of stuff. Right. And that, that in itself, everything was wonderfully amazing of the Lord's provision. But to me, that getting that rental car was really sort of the pinnacle for me anyway, because it was the day of the funeral. We knew we were going to be heading home the next day, and we had no means of transportation, none, and no no prospect of transportation at that time. Right, because nobody wanted, first of all, these rental car companies, they're in a car shortage, number one. Number two, nobody wants to give up a car out of their inventory. Right, for a one-way trip. Yeah, especially in a small state like Delaware. Mm-hmm. It, and I didn't want to have to go all the way up to Philadelphia, et cetera. I didn't want to drive in Philadelphia. No. So, not only, thank you, Avis, did we mm-hmm. get a rental car, and thank you to our friends at Avis who got us the rental car, but apparently they needed cars down south. So, we only paid $99 right. or thereabouts, like $100 mm-hmm. for a rental car one way. Yeah, so cuz that was the other thing we I thought that was going to be a huge premium mm-hmm. if we were able to find a car. Right. Cuz other places I called them and they're like, "Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that." And I explained the situation and they're like, "I'm really sorry. We can't do that." So again, God provided in that. God provided in in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to do the funeral. I had to do it was a combined funeral and I had to do the the speaking at the funeral and navigate, you know, the usual family dynamics that happen at those times and find something to say Mm -hmm. and bring up the gospel and so forth. And again, the Lord answered prayer. Absolutely. So then it was just a matter of finishing up the term and other responsibilities. and, And I just didn't have, I just didn't have it in me to do the work of Really editing the podcast. It's right. not the recording, it's the editing that mm-hmm. takes the longest time. Mm-hmm. And so I kept saying, I know I got to do this. I know I got to do this. And then, then the holidays came. Anyway, I don't well, want to make it sound like excuses. No, but part of that was you were finishing up your semester for your schoolwork. I was finishing up my semester for my job. And then we got sick. And it wasn't anything earth shattering. We just got I forgot about that. Yeah, we got bad head colds right at the time I went on my semester break. So we were pretty much down for the count through Christmas mm-hmm. into right, about Christmas. half half of the next week. Yeah, because Christmas start- Day was Sunday and mm-hmm. we didn't even go to church. Right. The fact that we sat you know sat on the couch all day. Right. So really, we spent most of my break just recovering from this cold that continued to linger. 
And then we went back to work. Right. And we were tired. Mm-hmm. There, there was a fatigue involved there as a result of all of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we have, I mean, there's just so many, obviously the Lord gets, you know, we're so thankful he gets the glory, mm-hmm. but there's so many people like our church family, neighbors, friends of our family, mm-hmm. you know, all these different people that, that helped out. Right. And we're, we're just so thankful to, to all of them. I'm thankful. And that's it. So, so strangely enough, the episode you're going to hear next week is the one that we had recorded. Trying to get back on track. Actually. Trying to get back on track on November 13th. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just fascinating. When you hear that, uh, I believe at the time, well, we knew that Suzanne was in a coma right. at that point. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we had no idea what else was going on. No, we were just really waiting for the phone call about her. Yeah. We finished up the recording, and you were starting to edit it. Right. That's and, right. And you were making arrangements to, right. to go up there on the train, and then everything else unfolded after that. Mm-hmm. So all I have to say that that was the story that was what was going on that the Lord, the Lord provided, mm-hmm. and in so many, many, many ways. So when it... It happens, and I hope it doesn't happen, but when trials and crises and things come your way, as you are in the Lord, he cares for his own. He, he provides. He is that refuge in those moments that you need him to be your refuge, and he is your strength when you do need to act mm-hmm. and decide and to move forward to plan, whatever the thing is, when it's time to act, he is your strength. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage you, I know when those kinds of things happen, there is just a huge flurry of activity and you're in a whirlwind. You really are. But because we wanted to make sure that we were unified with everything that was going on and have the strength from the Lord in this, we made sure that we were getting up in enough time in the morning that we could have at least some time in the Word. And it it got me through. I mean, it was prayer without ceasing pretty much the whole week, but mm-hmm. I was reading through Psalms. That's what it was. I have a book that's just the Psalms, and I took that with me, and that's what I was focusing on and, and praying through some Psalms because I figured that was probably all I could mentally do. Right. But that helps the whole having the strength, and having the Lord as refuge, both at the same time. Exactly. Because you you are so busy, and if you're not busy talking to people, talking to family, coordinating this, coordinating that, going through stuff, knowing that you've got to go through more stuff, calling attorneys, calling everybody, Mm -hmm. all, all the usual stuff, you can be so busy that it's so easy to not look to the Lord, to, to just get up and go. Mm-hmm. And it's such a blessing instead to stop and really cast your anchor and say, no, I'm with the Lord in this hour right now before anything crazy happens. I'm with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Prioritize him and he's faithful. He is. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, we were so exhausted. But yet we would just, before we fall asleep, 
we would just marvel at just how involved the Lord was in every detail of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and the mercy he gave throughout the day in whether it was conversations with family members or trying to work out details. Okay, we have no answer for this, but then maybe an answer would come that we needed. You know, right. All of it. Yep. All of it. Also, there were, there were opportunities to talk about Christ and to be a godly witness. Mm-hmm. I remember, in particular, at the funeral home, they were stunned. They said, you know, we, we've had people and spouses, you know, die together like in a car accident or, you know, right. whatever. Or we've had people, spouses die within, say, a month or a couple of weeks or something mm-hmm. like that, but never 15, 20 minutes apart. I mean, officially on the death certificates, it's 23 minutes, but it wasn't even that. Right. And then when it was time to make the arrangements and so forth, being able to present a Christian view of the body, the, a Christian view of things, and not be wrapped up in... Uh, look, I'm not bashing all funeral homes, but part of the business is to upsell. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying every funeral home does that, but there are funeral homes that will upsell you. And, and you know, it doesn't matter the casket. It doesn't matter how fancy the, the stuff is. I don't care that it's got a waterproof seal or not. Mm-hmm. My point was, the person is gone. They're in eternity. This is their body. Now, I believe the body is, I don't know if the, the word is sacred, but the body's important. Has it And so for me, I yeah. personally wouldn't do cremation, and I chose to bury my dad. That's a whole other topic for another day. But the point I did get to make was, look, it's not him. It's just a body. And that body goes back to dust. Mm-hmm. So I don't need your $5,000 casket or whatever. But we did get opportunities to to present the gospel to people. Mm-hmm. And so Well, you got a chance to do that with um some of dad's coworkers who mm-hmm. who came to the funeral. Yep. We weren't expecting them and there were about four or five of them that came. Yeah. In fact, I presented a gospel message at the funeral and actually one of the the color guard from the oh, army right. cuz they had the the flag folding ceremony. They didn't do the the gun salute cuz it was indoors and I guess that would just be messy. <laughs> <laughs> It ups the repair budget. <laughs> exactly. But the the young man, and again, those guys were fantastic, uh, mm-hmm. just wonderful men. And But he said to me, he's like, well, th- you know, thank you very much for the words that you, you spoke. And I could tell he sure seemed like a believer. I think Because he so. understood exactly what I was saying. what you were saying. And that was neat. But as far as that whole idea of even in the midst of crises and busyness. Fast forward to today in February. This morning at church, we sang an old hymn that I love. And I'm so glad that our worship leader knows this hymn and and plays it. Mm -hmm. But it's called Take Time to Be Holy. And it goes like this. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak, forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus, like him thou shalt be. Thy friends in thy conduct, his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide. And run not before him, whatever betide. In joy or in sorrow, 
still follow the Lord, and looking to Jesus, still trust in his word. Take time to be holy, be calm in thy soul, each thought and each motive beneath his control. Thus led by his Spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shalt be fitted for service above. And as we sang that today, I thought again the importance of taking time to be holy. You know, don't think of it as, well, I got to read my Bible or I've got to read my Bible. Right. I've got to pray. I got to check these boxes I gotta off. Check. Yeah. Take time to be holy. If you think of it that way, that totally transforms that whatever you can squeeze out, that half hour mm-hmm. or hour or whatever. This is my time to be holy. This is my time to be alone with my Lord. This is my time to go to my my refuge and my rock. Mm-hmm. And then later on, there'll be a time for strength. Mm-hmm. But for now, this is my refuge time. And this is the time to block out the world, block out every everything, and be alone with your Lord. And that might involve just sitting there and being quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, reading the word, but then just sitting there and being quiet. Yep. Because there are, there, there are times that, as the scriptures say, you know, that the Holy Spirit prays for you. Absolutely. Where you just have no words. And there were plenty of times like that mm-hmm. in, in those days and the weeks to follow. I had no words. And again, I could just sit there and go, Jesus, you know. Lord, you know. So that's the update. I'm back in class. I've got four more weeks to go in these last two classes. And again, now I'm looking to the Lord because this this other class is really hard. Yeah. But providentially, this is where he's got me. So he'll give grace to get through it. And and it's the last two. Yep. And I'm thankful that, I, you know, in a few weeks, I'll be able to tell you that, yep, God got me through it. I have mm-hmm. no idea how, but he did. We really are thankful for you and apologize that I didn't, get to record something even sooner in January or whatever, but it's all in the Lord's providence, I guess. And we do want to keep recording. We do want to Absolutely. keep the podcast going. Yeah. We're, we're excited to be back. We're excited to come back and focus on this. So hang with us. We're looking forward to more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we don't want to make, we don't want a platform. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I get a hundred listeners or 10,000. I really don't care. We just enjoy it. People seem to like it. It's a, uh, it's a nice, break in your week apparently so we're we're honored to be able to do that and, and we enjoy doing you know working with each other in this absolutely so if you have a story of a time where the lord helped you in just that kind of a an amazing way in a deep trial or whatever feel free to email us show at graceandpeaceradio.com i'm not saying we're going to read it on the podcast or anything but if you want to to just share a testimony of, you know, this is a time that the Lord did this for me. That'd be a blessing to read that. Again, it really would. And it'd be an encouragement to, to us. And if you're all right with it, we'd like to encourage others with it. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And the Lord bless you. Take care, all. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.